Hi there, welcome to another episode of The Heart of a Youth Leader, a weekly podcast and video on YouTube if you want to see my ugly face, uh, to help all of us who work with children and young people in churches, whether we're volunteers or employed. Uh, these, these short podcasts are designed to hopefully help you connect with your Heavenly Father, to, to refresh your heart, to keep it pumping uh, for the ministries that you, you work in. Uh, and we're continuing our series at the moment, looking at the character of Jesus, his personality, uh, and why it's so uh, attractive to children and young people. If we can just introduce them to who Jesus really was and really is, rather than the religious uh, religiosity that perhaps we've, we've created in our churches, uh, then, then we should be surprised if young people don't want to know him and follow him for themselves. Uh, and I'm thinking today about the subject of thoughtfulness or t being tactful. Uh, and I've known a couple of people, not many fortunately, but a few people over my life who've been, who've said things like, Andy, I don't care what anyone else thinks, I just say it as it is and it's up to them whether they like it or not. Uh, have, you, have you met those kind of people? I'm sure you have. And it's just like, I can't help it, I just say it as it is. You know, and it's what they, they seem to think they're bragging about it. And I wonder if it's a bit of a pride thing that actually, or an arrogance, they think they know better than anyone else. So I'm just saying it as it is. People might not like it because I'm just speaking the truth. But actually, uh, uh, it, is, it is an arrogance. It is a, um, well, I don't care about other people. It is a thoughtlessness or a, a, a lack of tact, tactlessness. Is that a word? Um, and this, this idea that, well, I don't care about other people's feelings. And the thing is, if you know someone like this, you're very careful about what you actually say to them because you don't want to be on the receiving end of their tactlessness. You don't want to be the receiving end of their rant uh, about how useless you are or anything like that. And if, you're, if your parent is a tactless parent, you will start to feel insecure. You won't share your feelings because you'll be told just to man up or just to get on with it or not to, be, not to worry so much. Telling a worrier not to worry does not stop them worry. It just stops them telling you about their worries. Surely we all know that. Uh, and yet when we look at Jesus, he's the opposite of this. He is so kind, so compassionate, so thoughtful, so tactful. And today I want us just to remember Jesus's thoughtfulness for us. That when, he, uh, when we talk to God, when we spend time in his presence, uh, it's God's delight in us that we receive. I, I love to think of God actually smiling on his creation. That when he, when he considers you and considers me, a wonderful, great, big father's smile comes upon his face. Isn't that terrific? Isn't that incredible? And we need to ponder on that. Our father does not look at us with frustration, with disappointment, with um, could have done better. And, and it's important for us, you know, whether we had a great example of an earthly parent, an earthly father, or whether we've had a terrible example, because I think that can affect how we see our heavenly father. But we need to realize that our earthly fathers are imperfect, 
I know that too well when I consider my own parenting of my children. But our Heavenly Father is perfect. Uh, and through Jesus, we are made perfect in his sight. Not because of what we've done, not because of who we are, what we've chosen to do with our lives, but because of Jesus dying for us. So that our Heavenly Father looks down with a great big beam. And, and I want to give an example of Jesus' thoughtfulness, his tactful uh, nature. Uh, and this is found in John chapter 8, where again the scribes and the Pharisees are trying to catch, catch Jesus out. So the teachers of the law and the Pharisees, this is in verse 3 of chapter 8, brought a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now, what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. So basically, they're trying to catch him out to say, well, you're either going to say the law's not, not worth following, or, uh, and therefore we, you, you know, we, we can dismiss you as being a traitor or a, uh, a wild card. Uh, but Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time, the older ones first, until only Jesus was left, with the woman still standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. Uh, now, the, the, it's a wonderful story. It's a beautiful story of an encounter with Jesus. Uh, and I love it because the Pharisees were trying to trap Jesus, to, to trip him up. Uh, and sometimes it can feel like that's what people are doing to us. We, we feel like we're going to get caught out one day. Uh, and yet Jesus does use, uses tactfulness in an incredible way, his thoughtfulness. Uh, and because he realises what's happening here. Uh, and, and so the first thing he does when the, te the, the Pharisees say, uh, what do you say should be done? Moses said she should be stoned. What do you say she should, we should do? The first thing Jesus does is he bends down and starts scratching the ground with his finger. I often wonder what did Jesus draw or what did Jesus write in the earth, in the ground? But actually it's not recorded, probably because it probably was nothing and probably wasn't important. But what Jesus was doing as he scrawled on the earth was he was drawing attention away. He was drawing attention away from the woman who was full of shame, probably full of fear. She's about to get stoned. And Jesus draws the eyes off of her onto the ground. And, and you can imagine the scene where Jesus isn't looking at anybody. Uh, and, and I wonder if the, if the Pharisees would have walked away if Jesus had been looking them in the eye. Because actually, if he'd kept eye contact with them and said, you know, which, uh, 
um, where are we, where are we? Uh, let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. If he'd said that eye to eye, that's quite threatening. That's quite challenging. It's like, go on, go on. And you can imagine the, the pride of the Pharisees going, how dare you speak to me like that? Uh, and they would stood their ground because Jesus's eye isn't on them. It's just their conscience that they're wrestling with, that they're facing. And that one by one, they walk away. And isn't it interesting that it starts with the older ones going first, that John records that uh, they went away one at a time, the older ones first. The older ones got it. They'd, they'd had enough life experience to realize that Jesus was speaking the truth, that they, they realized their, their own fallenness, their own sinfulness. Uh, and one by one, they walked away. And Jesus, through this whole process, his thoughtfulness is, is recognising the woman's embarrassment, is recognising the woman's sinfulness, but also the, the, the uh, unkind nature of the Pharisees in trying to treat her not as an object, as a, well, you know, this is the rule, just stone her. What's her life? It's not important. Jesus gave her value, gave her life value. And it's so beautiful. Uh, and Jesus could have just said, well, it's not my problem. You solve it, Pharisees, or that's what the law says. Just go with it. Jesus wouldn't have been wrong. But actually, that woman would not have gone and sinned no more. She wouldn't have wanted to. Whereas this encounter would certainly have made her want to go and sin no more. And it's life changing. And Jesus' thoughtfulness and his tactfulness changes her life and hopefully the lives of some of the Pharisees. Uh, and and we need to do that in our youth work. Young people don't want to be around people who are who are uh, thought thought thoughtless, you know. And actually, teenagers can be thoughtless, can't they? Because they don't realise how they affect those around them. And it's something that we learn through our teenage years how to be thoughtful and tactful. Uh, and so they need really good role models for this. We don't want tactless people on our youth team. We want thoughtful people, kind people, compassionate people. But let's first remember how thoughtful, how tactful, how kind our Heavenly Father is to us. Go for it. Mm -hmm.